Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing with the Goyen and the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita's Yud Tes Kislev Meimer from this past year, or this year, Tavshin Pei Beis, on the Yom Tev of Chasidus, on the Yom Hotza'a Legeula from the Alter Rebbe, as well as the birthday of the Magad Vimizrich. And what we spoke about last night in the first part was the possibility of a revolution or a trans-revolution wherein the body and all that is associated with it, which is very often associated with that which is lower or fallen or destructive, is seen not only as something that can potentially be utilized for spirituality, but rather it's shown as maintaining the crown space, the loftier place in terms of what it means to be a servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, specifically with all of its confines, with all of its constriction, and with all of its physicality. And that was the aspect of Matat, that was the aspect of this intermediary space that the human mind encounters wedged between holiness and unholiness, that place of Noga, which is on the one hand, the body of Moshe Rabbeinu, yet on the other hand, it's the teacher of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the way that the Rebbe was miyashev, this kushya, was the fact that it is one and the same thing, that the body of the individual, the physicality, the human conditionality, the vicissitudes of human experience is in and of itself the greatest teacher for the human being, because when we encounter katnas, when we encounter states of constricted mindset, or we encounter states of gullus, of the mind, of we encounter states of gullus of the mind, gullus of the heart, gullus of the body, it's specifically there that we learn the pathways of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we saw that the Rebbe was utilizing a distinction made by the Rebbe Maharash, the, the fourth Rebbe in the Chabad Lubavitch dynasty, who made a distinction between the levels of Ein and Ein Aruch That Ein is a lower level, because yes, we're aware that there's no similarity between us and the infinite, but that does not not negate the possibility that there's some equal playing field where the finite and the infinite might operate in the same terms. Comes along in Aruch Lecha and says, no, obviously there's no similarity, but there's not even a point of relation. Now, relation does not mean relationship. Avada, there's a relationship. Our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is whatever that might mean, but that's got nothing to do with our capacity to grasp the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When it comes to grasp, there's no similarity between the finite and the infinite. And then in Aruch comes along to show that not only is there no similarity, but there's no equal playing field where the two terms can even enter into conversation with one another to be compared. That's the Darga of Ein Aruch. That's a higher Hasaga, a higher level of understanding the deep infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of how profoundly large and infinite the infinite actually is when we come to terms with the fact that not only is there no similarity, but there's not even the possibility of relating the two terms to one another. And what the Maharash points out and the Rebbe is utilizing in this Mimer is that we seem to see a here, that level of there is no similarity, which is seemingly associated with a lower level of divine consciousness, because all I'm aware of is the fact that there's no similarity, but I don't yet know that there's absolutely no possibility of even conversation between the terms of finite and infinite due to the infinitude and the infinite nature of all things infinite. That level of Eindoyme is associated with Tchiyas is associated with the highest level, the Tachlis. 
And Ein Aruch, which is the higher level of divine awareness, which is the recognition that not only is there no similarity, but there's no conversation between the terms whatsoever. There's no relation between those two terms. That's Ein Aruch Lecha Le'olem Hazeh. And so it seems to be reversed that in the lower experience of Elam Hazeh and human conditionality, when we're stuck in the confines of what it means to be human, we tend to assume that to be a lower place. But the Pasuk tells us and the Tefillah tells us that it's specifically there that we encounter the loftier grasp of Ein Aruch. And Zakh the Rebbe, that's exactly what we're talking about. That the Neshama, which is the Darga of Shamayim, which is what we typically assume to be the loftiest level of spiritual engagement, that teaches us Ein but the body, that which is typically despised, that which is typically thrown away, that which is typically seen as a momentary annoyance that prevents us from grasping a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the idealized way as we imagine it in our infantile spiritual minds, is in truth the very sight of encountering the deepest hasaga of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is that we have absolutely no hasaga whatsoever. And it's the katnus the Rebbe says, this Darga of Ein Aruch, which is associated with the body, which is associated with what it means to be a human being who lives in this world, who is touched on a certain level by this worldliness, and we lose our Hashmah, we lose our spiritual certitude, it's specifically there that we have the ability to uncover the deepest lights of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to uncover the lights of Ein Aruch Lecha, which is the recognition of Tachlis Ayadiyah Shiloneda. And we saw how the Rebbe said that our Katnus is our Rebbe, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends each and every person a good Rebbe because it's our lower experiences, our difficult experiences, our stuckness that enables us to not only find ways out of it to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but also in and of the Katnus itself, we learn to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is something essential when it comes to understanding the Rebbe's Torah, that the Rebbe's Torah and the Rebbe's base Medrash is ultimately rooted in the Torah's Chacham, is rooted in Rav Chaim Dilarosa, the Taman Mufak of Rabbeinu Harashash, which we've spoken about numerous times. But one of the ideas that the Torah's Chacham makes abundantly clear, more so than any other of the Mikubalim, at least on an explicit level, the Torah's Chacham didn't say anything that he didn't glean from his Rebbe, the Rashash, but there are certain times where the Taras Chacham won't quote his Rebbe Beferish, but he'll say, I saw through the creases of his eyes, or Libi Omerli, and the Rebbe has a whole arichus of understanding and explaining, not understanding, explaining exactly how such a relationship between Rebbe and Talmud could work, but one of the elements that the Taras Chacham reveals to us is This is something that's very shy to Rasa Omer, in fact, because what we encounter on Leil HaSeder is we experience the highest level of Moichen. We experience Chachma, we experience God Lusheni, we experience a clear and undeniable awareness of godliness in this world, a bitl b'metzias, a recognition that there is nothing but a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and on the next day we lose it. We lose that immediate inspiration and we're forced to count through those steady, burdensome days of Sirius HaOmer to reacclimate ourselves, to redevelop our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as if we had something, we lost it, and now we have to renew it for ourselves. Zat the Torah's Chacham, that don't, God forbid, come along and think that there was an actual evacuation of Mochen, that the spiritual awareness that we gleaned on Leil HaSeder, that the mind gleans in its unconsciousness, departs in any actual way. Because Ein Siluk Mochen Ba'olam Klau, there's absolutely no departure of holiness. We know this from the Arizal already, because the Rashash and the Torah's Chacham were only revealing the unconscious within the conscious text of the Arizal, and the unconscious is always tethered in some 
roundabout way or explicit way to the conscious text itself. But we know that when Kedusha rests somewhere, even after it departs, it doesn't completely depart, but rather it leads an irreducible trace. And as our tzaddikim or tzaddok, as we've spoken about so often, have taught us, when a person becomes aware of the irreducible trace of a remainder of spirituality that was once present and begins to seek out that irreducible trace for what was here beforehand, at that moment, it's not just touching the vapors or the residue of that which was present, but we're actually encountering that which was present beforehand because Kedusha never fully leaves. It always is present there. It just goes submerged. It goes subterranean and we have to seek it out. So in Svira Sa'omer, what we recognize is that even though we lost those mochin of godless and we find ourselves in a state of mochin dekatnus, nevertheless, mochin dekatnus is not a departure of mochin godless. Lowly consciousness is not the absence of higher consciousness. It's a form of higher consciousness that expresses itself through the lens of lower consciousness, meaning to say that I can look at mochin dekatnus in one of two ways. I can look at Moichen Dekatnus as an unfortunate departure away from my spiritual enlightenment that I experienced a moment before in a state of expansive consciousness or Moichen Dekatnus. And in that sense, the state of Moichen Dekatnus, of spiritual unconsciousness, is seen as a bidyeved, an unfortunate circumstance of being human, and one that at best I need to learn how to tolerate. And for many people, that is what the guiding principle of spiritual productivity has been. Zak the Mikubalim, and nobody brings this down as clear for us and points to it explicitly in the writings of Hasidus, like the Rebbe, like Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgan Stern Shlita, but we learn a new way of looking at Moichen Dekatnus. Moichen Dekatnus is not a departure of Moichen Dekatnus. It doesn't mean there's a deficiency. It just means that this status of spiritual experience is seen through the experience of Katnus, that the experience of Katnus itself, of constriction, of limitation, is in and of itself an experience of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the framework, the tsura, the shape, the form that that relationship takes is one of small-mindedness, is one of constriction. And that radically shifts the experience of lowly consciousness, which we all find ourselves in. Beforehand, we saw it as an unfortunate symptom of being human. Now that we understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to us by way of small-minded consciousness, of Moichen Dekatnus, and that Moichen Dekatnus itself is considered an experience of Mochen in and of itself, it's just seen through a different lens of small-mindedness, of human condition, at that point, the experience stops being so frustrating, it stops being so difficult, and it becomes another opportunity to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And not only is it another opportunity to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but what the Rebbe is telling us is that the Moichen Dekatnis itself is higher than the Moichen Dekatnis on a certain level. That's one of the secrets that we glean from the Leil HaSeder itself, that the Moichen Dekatnis the Moich and the Katniss are the essential way of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's serving Hashem with the body. That's our Rebbe. That's the secret of Tzimtzum. That's the secret of the entirety of the Torah, because any Torah, any revelation, is always already a Tzimtzum, a constriction, a concealment, a diminution in relationship to the infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is above language and, and any other type of defining spatial or temporal conditions. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue now with the next part of what the Rebbe has said. So the Rebbe says, and now the Rebbe is going to start directing us in terms of how to apply this on a practical level. And in the beginning, 
And this is at the bottom of the first page. But tonight we're going to spend most of the time on the second page, Bezrus Hashem. First and foremost, the entryway into understanding how the body itself can become the greatest teacher to an individual. And again, what we said is the body is synonymous with this worldly experience and that which typically appears lower on the spiritual hierarchies. In order to see how that can be our spiritual teacher, we first and foremost have to have absolute and complete faith that every single thing in our lives, every single thing in reality has its roots in godliness. It has its roots in the supernal realms, that that which takes place down here is a mirror reflection of that which is taking place above, except that the procession from above to below is an infinite gradational process, a seder ha'ishtalshalus, an order of unfolding levels where things congeal from their very fine and refined spiritual status until the point that they congeal and manifest in some form of physical experience. So that when we look at our physical experience, especially as the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh taught us, that from my flesh, from my body itself, I will come to behold God. The body itself is an expression of that which is taking place above and it has a root above. And once we get that basic postulate down, we begin looking at our human physical experiences, our experiences down here as human beings, we begin to understand that they are teachers to us. At that point, the guf teaches us how to be masig etzamelukus. It teaches us that we have no hasaga of etzamelukus. It teaches us that ein aruch that in the end of the day, we have absolutely no hasaga. V'zehu or chadash al tzion ta'ir, and this is what the pasuk means and the tefillah means when we say or chadash al tzion ta'ir, that there should be a new light that descends, that shines forth from within Zion. Now, without getting into the details, this is based on a mimer from Rav Hillel Paracher, Rav Hillel Halevi, the Talmud of the, the, the Mitla Rebbe of Lubavitch, the second Lubavitch Rebbe, as well as the third Lubavitch Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, who was considered a mashpia in his own right, whose teachings are, are profoundly, profoundly potent and, and powerful that Rav Hillel Paracher has a mimer as a haktama to Derech Chaim, to the Mitla Rebbe's perush or commentary on the Yamim Nora'im, where he describes this idea at length, and the Rebbe has utilized it very often, that there are three levels. There's a level of Mitzvah Sichos Kavana, the notion that in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I need to have intentionality, I need to focus my mind, and without focus of the mind, I can't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then there's a higher level of Mitzvah Enam Sichos, Kavana, a recognition that my actions are powerful in spite of my mindlessness and in spite of my distractions, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is powerful enough to receive everything from me. And then there's a level above it, which is Or Chadash Al Tzion Ta'ir. And that Darga of Or Chadash Al Tzion Ta'ir, a new light shall be expressed and shining forth from Tzion, is that Darga of Kesar. That's the higher level. That's the level where we learn that the body itself, that which appears to be lowest, in truth becomes our deepest teacher. And when do we say, Or Chadash al Tzion Ta'ir, Zakhtar Rebbe, 
We say the tefillah of or, or chadash al tzion ta'ir specifically in the heichal haschus. Now we know that there are heichalos that the tzaddikim talk about and the yoyde hamekava spoke about. This is part of the literature of the Zohar HaKadosh or even uh, a mystical literature, Sisrei uh, Torah that precedes the expression and the revelation of the Zohar HaKadosh. But we know that there are heichalos, there are chambers, there are architectural spaces of the mind that a human being must encounter before encountering different levels of spirituality. Now, one can see this through eyes of physicality where a person is magshim, they make it a physical concept and they imagine actual structures in Shemayim, which becomes very fantastical and, and very, very often borders the line of avodazara or infantile spirituality. Or we can understand the heichalos as experiences of the mind, as different processes where a person on their own level learns to have to be mistavik takadosh baruch who different frameworks and spaces through which we see our lives and through which we see our own experience and the hechal haschus the hechal haschus the hechal of compassion and mercy is the Heichal associated with Birchas Kriyat Shema. And there's something interesting that takes place in Birchas Kriyat Shema that, as we know, this is the place that Rabbi Akiva was Moser Nefesh. And when a person looks at the Heichalos HaZohar and Bereshus and Pekudeh, especially with the Bir Hagra and Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chavar on it, we see there that the Heichal HaSchus is the place that is filled with Dinim. It's a place that is filled with severity because it's judgment. It's the space where a person is being judged in this bureaucratic sense of, are you allowed to enter or are you not allowed? to enter? Will the gate open in front of you or will it close in front of you? Will you finally make it through the gatekeeper and the watchman or will you be stuck behind it? And it's specifically in that place that we scream out, or chadash al this recognition that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present specifically in the lowest places because that's where the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is revealed most powerfully, shasham yeshdinim. It's specifically there in the place of the body, in the place of tzimtzum, in the place of katnus, in the place of matat, that we experience this darga of orchadash al tzion ta'ir. Kihu makom hamishpat, that's the place of judgment. And when there's judgment, there's going to be the propensity towards negativity. And everything that a person goes through and everything that the person's body encounters in this world, from the lowest to the highest type of experience. Everything that one experiences, once they buy into the belief that everything that I experience down here is representative and is an opportunity for me to encounter that which is taking place above, I begin to understand that there are deep secrets hidden within it. I begin to understand the depths of the secrets and I begin to learn Torah Lishma. I begin to encounter the Torah for the Torah's sake. I'm no longer a self-serving creature. I begin to uncover the Razin de Razin. It's not enough to learn the secrets. I have to know the secrets of the secrets. The secrets tell me that everything is found in Shamayim, that in order to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have to ascend upwards. The secrets of the secrets, which is the Gilui of Torah Sachasidus, is the fact that no, I can find HaKadosh Baruch Hu down here even more powerfully than I can find him above. At that point, in accordance with the belief of the specificity and the hashkacha pratis of my experience down here as a human being, 
I begin to uncover deeper and more essential pathways of service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ulazet Tzarech Lichanes Biyom Hazel L'Simcha HaGadola. And that is why on Yat Kislev, on the day that the Balatanya was Yoytzeh Mima'asar, where he left prison for the sake of revealing deeper aspects of Torah, that we have to throw ourselves into this redemptive day of Padam B'Shalom Nafshi with a deep joy, Lahavin it's through this day, through the Hiskalus of Hasidus, that we begin to understand how it's specifically the body that can teach us the highest level of Hasag of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is that even in the future when I reach the highest level in the world, I will still be at the opening. I will still understand that I know absolutely nothing whatsoever because and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinitude is above and beyond anything that the human mind can ever comprehend except by way of emunah. The Rebbe continues and he says, now the Holy Rebbe, the Holy Tzaddik, the Balatanya, Bir Harbe, has spent much time explaining that what does it mean to encounter the ladder, the space in which we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and all of the different dargos and all of the levels of service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and all the ascension that we experience in our lives and the descent that we experience in our lives and all of the secrets of Razin de Razin and Tairus HaKabbalah through the lens of Tairus HaChasidus as well as in Tairus HaKabbalah itself especially seen through the writings of the Rashash and the Tairus Chacham, HaKoyel Humadrego Shabitl. Everything is seen through gradations of self-nullification. The tachlis of Avedis Hashem, the tachlis of Tairus HaChasidus, is to teach a person the secrets of Bittl. And the reason I'm not defining the word Bittl is because I have no idea what the word Bittl means. It's a lifelong process for an individual to understand what Bittl means. Tzadikim know what Bittl means. Mashpiim perhaps know what Bittl means. But for myself, Bittl is Bittl. Bittl is something that a person tries to do and tries to uncover moments of letting go of the self and self-biases and self-obsession and all of the confines of selfhood and egoism, not because they're bad, not because we're arrogant, God forbid, but because the self is simply a singular expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light in this world. And when we see things through a singular lens, we close ourselves off to the bigger picture. The more mavatel myself I am, the more I'm mavatel myself and I let go of my individualized identity identity, I let go of my attachments and my connections, I allow myself to suspend my disbelief for a second, to open myself up to the flow and the ever-present nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light in this world to alleviate myself of some of the anxieties and the concerns that come along with being human, and I open myself up for but a moment to the possibility that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created everything, runs everything, and is a present in everything was, is, and will be, in those moments of bittal, in letting go of the self and opening the self up to the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is the tachlis of Avedus Hashem. Hakol hu madrego shabitol, kumo sha'amar ha-magad ha-gadol, like the Magad of Mizrich taught us, kulam b'chachma asita, that all levels are created and seen through chachma, and as we're going to see, the darga of chachma is the darga of bitol b'metzias, it means nullifying myself. It's a kayachma, it's when I could say to myself, what am I? I no longer know what my singular and self-conscious identity means. It doesn't mean letting go of the things that we love, God forbid, like 
other paths teach, but it means drawing all of the things we love and allowing ourselves to be annihilated in the ever-present nature of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which has never stopped being as present as it was even prior to the creation of the world. And the Balatanya brings this down in Tanya. I'm forgetting exactly which parak it is. I want to say parakid gimel, but I believe I'm wrong on that. He brings in a Haga'a that Takadish Baruch is only Shaira on a person who is Mavatal themselves. And the Raya that he brings is a teaching from his Rebbe, the Magad of Mizrich, whose birthday it is on Yat Kislev, the day. That the Balatanya was Yoitzimimaasar, that the Bal- the Balatanya quotes on the name of the Magid, that Kulumbachmaasita, that everything is contingent on levels of Bittl. So we saw yesterday when we were discussing the fact that when a tzaddik understands, when a person understands that the Iker site of service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is specifically in the body, so then we see that all of the tzaddikim amitim are attacked we see that the hisnagdus, the pushback against the secrets of revelation that those tzaddikim are revealing, especially the secrets of how the lower is higher and how down here is in truth the dir betachtainim, so that's where the attack comes from. And the raya that the Rebbe brought was from the pasuk of v'yisnachlu, v'yisnachlu oso lahamiso, that the brothers, the other shvatim, saw Yosef HaTzadik, who was masal sabasa'aro, who was yafatoa umare, who was beautiful, who understood the secret of the body, who understood the secret of what it means to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, specifically in Mitzrayim, and the brothers wanted to destroy him, they wanted to hide this revelation. So Rashi says on that pasuk, ito, what does it mean that they came to plot against him. Ito means emo, it means with him, klomar elov. It means that it wasn't with him, but it was really towards him. And what the Rebbe seems to be pointing out over here, I don't have not even a full Havana, I don't have a slight Havana, but I'm going to try and read the words as, as I understand them. So the word a love, the Rebbe is pointing out that it's a, a conjunction of Aleph Lamed, which is Kale, and Yud Vav. And this is already brought down in the Kilos Yaakov, it's brought down in the writings of the, the Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov. So what does a love mean? What exactly was it that the brothers were attacking? They were attacking the concept of a love. Why is a love what they were attacking? Because a love is Kale now, as we said, what the other brothers, what the world has a problem with is when a tzaddik comes to try and teach us how to uncover HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, specifically where it's least apparent. It's when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is found down here in the Dir B'tachtonim, obviously within all of the confines of what it means to observe the halacha of Haril HaShem Kol Haaretz, and not to God forbid, be pirates together, and not to God forbid, step beyond the boundary, and each person according to the conjecture of their own heart and their own spiritual experience, so what, what they were coming to attack was the secret of Simpson. They didn't want this secret of Simpson, this secret of Katnas, this secret of Matat to be revealed. And the Rebbe says that they were attacking El Yud Vav. They were attacking the concept of Yud and Vav. And the Rebbe says that Yud and Vav, the letter Yud and the letter Vav, represent Simpson. Now, very quickly, it's expressive in the writings of the Lashem Shubhav Achaloma, especially in the Mitla Rebbe, and it's fleshed out very often in, by the Rebbe himself, Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgan, Sern Shlita, in the writings, especially Tafshin Ayendal and Yan Hachach, 
Chachma and the Maimer on Eitz Chaim that while Yud and Vav are typically expressive of osios, of masculinity and expressivity, there is a way of seeing that expressivity and that revelation as Tzimtzum, because we know as the Ramak taught us, as the Arizal taught us, and as all of the Mikubalim taught us, that Ha'e'elem hu ha'gilui ha'gilui hu ha'e'elem, that the concealment is disclosure and the disclosure is concealment, meaning to say when the infinite reveals itself, that revelation on a certain level is a constriction and a concealment of the infinitude that preceded that revelation. Because just like prior to language is possible, there's silence. And when I begin to speak, yes, I'm expressing something, but I'm minimizing the potency of that which existed in the state of silence. So too, any revelation that a Kaddish Baruch Hu reveals of himself is simultaneously constriction. So the osios, yud and vav, which typically represent the expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, are also seen as tzimtzum because the expression is also simultaneously like an act of wearing a garment. It hides me while revealing me. It's an act of withholding for the sake of disclosure. And that's what the brothers were attacking. They were attacking the secret of tzimtzum. They were attacking the secret of katnus. They were attacking what it means to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically in the body. And the Rebbe continues and he goes on as follows. And even though in all of the writings of Chabad Hasidus, they speak about this darga, they speak about this darga of understanding that we have absolutely no hasag of HaKadosh Baruch Hu whatsoever, and it's our human experience that forces us to acknowledge that, and therefore it's our human experience that represents a loftier space of spiritual awareness, because we walk around with the deep knowledge of Ein Aruch Lecha, and that there's nothing but you. Like it's expressed in the writings of the Tzemach Tzedek and the writings of Rav Aaron Halevi, that they speak about the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch on the Darga of Ein Od. Now here the Rebbe is shifting terms. Now again, this was given over live and it's unedited. When it is revealed, I am sure that it will be filled with immaculate, perfect footnotes that the uh, wonderful footnotes that describe exactly which Makoros the Rebbe was working on, but for our purposes, now the Rebbe is, is taking that darga of in aruch lecha, that awareness of that we have no relation whatsoever to the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinitude, and is identifying it with the darga of Ein Od, like we say in Aleinu, Ein Oid Efes Zulaso, there is nothing other than him, and there is is nothing but him. So the Darga of Ein Od is spoken about very often, to reach this Darga of recognizing that we have no Hasaga whatsoever, there's nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the essence of what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's even a higher level of what the Zohar HaKadosh and the Svarim talk about, which is Kulo Kaima Hashiva, that everything is as if it does not exist. That Chaf Hadimyon of Keloi Hashiva, as the Tzamaq points out in the name of the Alter Rebbe is very essential because it's not that nothing exists, it's as if nothing exists. But higher than that, as if nothing exists, is the Darga of Enod, and that's already spoken about. So nothing we're talking about here so far, says the Rebbe, is too much of a Chiddush. And even in addition to this, there are certain places in the writings of the Tzemach Tzedek, there's even a higher level of Enod, Shehunikra, Efes Zul, 
Tfilaso, based on the Tfila of Aleinu Shabayach. Ach ein barur bidiyuk kachiluk min beis madregos elu. It's not abundantly clear exactly what the distinction is between these two levels. And based on these two nearly indistinguishable levels of being masig, the fact that we have no hasaga whatsoever of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's the two forms of bowing down. I believe that's what the Rebbe is saying here. These two gestures of bittel in the face of melech malchem amlochim are identifiable with the darga of Ein Od. Nothing exists other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as well as this higher darga that the Tzemach Tzedek hints to, which is Efes Zulaso. It's not that there's nothing but him, but there is only him. Efes Zulaso, there is nothing other than him. And I want to stop here and I want to say, that when the Rebbe says, Ach in ben bez if it's in barur eitzel harebbe, that it's in barur eitzel anybody. And one can possibly say, again, that this in barur, this fact that we don't know with clarity the distinction, is not a diminution of awareness, but rather it is the accomplishment of that awareness. That ein barur, that lack of clarification between these two dargos, is not a symptom, but rather it is expressive and constitutive of that level of awareness, very similar to what Rav Chaim Vital writes about when he writes about the Sveikos of Rachel Lois Yada. And when it comes to the highest way of understanding the Kaddish Baruch, in that place of Iyadiya Lagamre, what that represents is I have no idea. So when the Rebbe says, Ein kachiluk, it's not abundantly clear what the distinction in these levels is, it might be hinting towards the fact that that not knowing, that lack of clarity, that inability to know is actually the sign that points to the way that we experience that level of nullifying ourselves, of koirim umeshtachafim lifnei melech malchem lochem. And the Rebbe continues, and in a general manner, what is revealed in the writings of Chabad is that there are three dargos in Avedis Hashem. And again, all of this is going to be there to help us understand the first point that the Rebbe brought out, which is how the body can serve as a loftier site of spiritual awareness and experience than the soul itself, and how that which is lower is in truth higher. And generally speaking, there are three levels described in the writings of Chabad Hasidus and in Hasidus in general. The first darga is the darga of Mimale Kol Alman. Mimale Kol Alman, which corresponds to Bina, which corresponds to the Yichud Tata of Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus and Vo'ed, that's the darga of Bittal Hayesh. That's the nullification of existence. I exist as a separate being, yet I nullify my separateness with the awareness that I am a created being who is created each and every moment by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a, an awareness of otherness, an awareness of separateness, but I take that separateness and I nullify it to the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills all worlds. There is a world, there is separateness, apparent separateness, but it's filled with that's the first darga. Then the next darga, Madrega Hashnia, who bitl b'metzias. This is the darga of Chachma. This is complete and utter self-nullification. There's no longer a self. There is no longer a world. There is simply absolute nothingness. I negate myself in the face of the fact that all that exists is Akadosh Baruch Hu, and Al Yedei Hasod Shel Soviv And that's the secret of Akadosh Baruch Hu surrounds all worlds. And at that perspective, there is no individualized identity. At that point, it's a questioning of the self 
self to the extent that the self evaporates and becomes translucent in the face of the infinite presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ulamalamize, above the Darga of Chachma, who madrega shal kula kaima That higher level is everything stands in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as if it does not exist whatsoever, as if it does not make even the slightest register on the monitor to let us know that something exists. So those three levels of Mamala Kalalman, Soivev Kalalman, and Kula Kaima Kalechashiva are Bedelech Kalal seen as Bina, Chachma, and Keser, of Bittel Hayesh, Bittel B'Metzias, and Bittel B'Tachlis. When it comes to the first Darga, when it comes to that awareness that I am a separate creature, but in my separateness, I negate myself in the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can grasp that. We can see if we meditate enough and we negate ourselves enough and we daven enough and we focus enough and we pretend enough, we can get to that point of living on a level of the recognition that my separateness is not separate, but it's an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the reality that there is no separateness in reality, that I don't even exist, the world doesn't exist, but it's simply an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That darga of we might not be able to discern that secret from the body, from physicality, but we can certainly uncover that through the speculative meditation and contemplation of what it means to think about and contemplate the greatness and the infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and how all separation is not truly separation in the face of the infinite that cannot be manifested in finitude. The Amnan. But however, there's a third level. Yesh madrega hanikris efes bilsacha. There's a darga of efes. There's a darga not of bitl biyesh or bitl b'metzius. It's not of bina or of chachma, but this is the darga of efes bilsacha. There is absolutely nothing other than the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is no self to be negated. There is no space to be negated. Everything is as still and as infinite as it was prior to the expression of reality. V'yesh chidosh miyuchad b'sefer magin avos. And there is a chidosh miyuchad from the Kapasta Rebbe, from one of the, I believe, one of the sons of the Tzemach Tzedek, who did not become an Admor in Hasidus, but became an Admor in his own right. He did not become an Admor of Chabad, but became a teacher of his own right. And in his writings in Magin Avos, in Lukutim, in Likut Memtes, there's a Chiddush that he says that this Darga of Ephes Bilsacha, higher than the Bittal B'Metzias, higher than the Bittal Hayesh, higher than the Kula Kaima Kalei Chashiva, Shelegabe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Koil HaOlamais, Keilu Ein Bahem Shum Yitzia Klal, V'Hakol Kibetchila. There's a way of looking at the world, there's a way of looking at the self, and again, if these teachings mean anything, then they mean everything, and if these teachings mean something for the Tzadikim who are contemplating them, they also mean something for somebody as low as myself who's trying to contemplate them, that there's a way of looking at the world as if there was no process of creation whatsoever, as if things never left their original status of infinitude, as if we exist in a non-existent way, the same way that things existed in a non-existent way prior to the creation of the world, prior to anything being manifested. And what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch on this level, that's the secret of nothingness completely there 
there is nothing other whatsoever. There is, that's much higher than the Darga of Ein Od. Now we're going to end here simply because what the Rebbe is setting up, the Rebbe is setting up for us to come to understand how this is possible. How is it possible if we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world, we know that there was a machshava of Bria, we know that Hashem wants the world, so how could it be that there's a level of looking at ourselves and looking at the world as if nothing exists whatsoever, as if we have never actually left the realm of pure and undiluted, unadulterated yichud and infinitude of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? How is that all possible if we find ourselves in our stark physicality and all of our stuckness and this worldliness? How is it possible that the body itself Itself is going to become the site of revealing this secret of Ephesula. So, and that's what the Rebbe is going to continue with as we continue. So, Be'ezras Hashem, what I hope to do is move on to the third part tomorrow night. And if we don't, then it will be the night afterwards. Be'ezras Hashem.